Welcome to Get It Done Entrepreneurs, where we talk with founders of companies who bet on themselves and won. My name is Rich Lebrun, and I am the founder and CEO of Lebrun Advisory Group. You can find us at rlebrun.com. Our mission is to help our clients build wealth through business ownership. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Okay, let's get started. Welcome to Get It Done Entrepreneurs Podcast. My name is Rich LeBron and I'll be your host today. We'll be covering a wide range of topics from founders who started their own company, who bet on themselves and have won. We encourage entrepreneurs to share their expertise, but their stories and their hearts as well. We believe that every person has a unique message which can, which can positively impact the world. We let our guests share on the subjects they are well known for. No matter the topic, you'll be hearing from real stories from real people. If you'd like to be featured as a guest on our podcast, please go to our website at rlebrun.com and you can find a link to sign up there. With that said, let's jump into the program. Our special guest today is Dr. Robert Danziger. Dr. Danziger is Managing Director and CEO of Camo Capital Management. He is an MD, MBA, is a professor of medicine, pharmacology, physiology at the University of Illinois at Chicago for over 22 years. He has been a physician since 1980, graduated from Duke University, and received his MD and MBA from the University of Chicago. Dr. Danziger has published over 50 original research papers and numerous reviews and book chapters, and he teaches medical students, residents, and fellows. Robert is a co-author with his wife of the book, The Determined Patient, which can be found on Amazon, and which just a little note I just bought for myself, uh, which we'll learn a little bit more about this in our conversation. Robert is married. Two, has two kids, 11 and 14 years old. I am very much looking forward to this wide-ranging discussion with Robert Danziger. Welcome, welcome, Robert. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's, I'm really looking forward to this conversation, learning a lot about, from you about your background and why you wrote this book. And uh, I know you had a big passion and purpose uh, for this, for our listeners to learn. So let's jump in. So one of the questions is, you know, why did you start your company? When did you do it? Why did you write this book? Tell us a little bit of this background, your story, if you would. Well, I think that uh, I was a physician, or I am a physician, and started out by seeing patients. And I wanted to broaden my impact and went into academics because I would teach medical students and doctors and they in turn would go out and that would uh, in, in increase my impact beyond seeing individual patients. Then in the course of this, I realized that there are a lot of people who are not physicians or medical students who are really very smart and very interested in their healthcare and in healthcare in general. Uh, I have friends who are en engineers, lawyers, et cetera. And they asked me, you know, well, what do I, how do, you know, what do I do about this medical problem? And they could read the material and pursue it as well as I could, um, and their physician could, if they were given a roadmap to doing it, what the literature is, uh, how to get to the literature, how to find out the key opinion leaders, and um, so forth. So in the book, The Determined Patient was, my, was the incipients of this 
venture. And in this book, I outline how to choose a physician, what the different types of physicians are, just starting out there. And then I move on to how to determine, you know, what the accepted treatments are and so forth for your disease. Because if you Google diseases or uh, afflictions on internet, you get 1,000 different things for each, each thing you look up. You don't know what's reputable, what's not reputable. But there are certain sites that are known to be reputable that physicians use, that researchers use. And so I guide you through that. And then there are ways to determine what clinical, if your clinical trials are being done, what, you know, what experimental work is being done. So I step through that and then how to read papers, how to read some clinical trials. So, yeah, go. Keep going. So, so I bring it so as far as I can so that if you are really a determined patient and want to be really involved in your care uh, and be an active participant, you can be based on this outline uh, you can be reading and speaking to your physician or with physicians or seek out physicians uh, at, an, at an equal level as they are, the same, reading the same materials they are. Is this, was this written in layman's term? Would I, would I yes, very much, it? very much, very much so in very late, late terms and layman terms. And um, I go through how to read papers and, um, even uh, even if you are a layman, you can work your way through with direction with most of the advanced most most of the advanced uh, literature by um, using a dictionary resources and so forth and um, and step through and understand at least enough that you can talk to your physician or seek and uh, say well what do you think about this treatment or what are the negatives of this and you may actually end up educating your own physician. Um, so, um, so you're like the, yes, you're, like the you're like the magician who, who pulled back the curtain. We get to see the story there, and we get to be right. It's very, it's very right. It's very important. It's uh, and the medical system itself is extremely hard to navigate. Uh, right from the insurance to picking a physician and so forth. And so this is sort of a outline of how how to do all of these things, and sure. it's designed for in patients, uh, people who are interested in their healthcare, people who have been told they have a disease that they need to be treated, uh, needs to be treated, perhaps one that's not obviously curable in a particular way, or the treatment is not, you know, singular. I think, you know, I'm such a believer in needing an, an advocate. Both my sisters are nurses, and they, you know, with, when my mother was sick, they were great, able to be that advocate for her. But now I'm dealing with my mother-in-law in Chicago, and, uh, and I'm not a nurse or a doctor, so this is like learning a whole foreign language to me to be able to communicate with the, the medical professionals. So I bought that book this morning, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to read it. I don't think it's too late yet, so uh, I really sincerely no, it appreciate might, it. It might, be, it might be very, very helpful. Yeah, so do you run? So, you know, again, I, I use the, the magician an example, they pulled the curtain behind, you know, open so everybody can see in the magic world, you know, a lot of the magicians don't like that. Uh, did you have hurdles you had to overcome uh, to write this book or go on this venture from the medical community community? Or are they very open to you well, doing this? Yeah, most physicians are most physicians, I think, are very happy to or happy to work happier to work with a patient who's well informed and they can converse with um, at a high, higher level. 
Um, so, um, so most physicians, I think, are, are very receptive to um, a better educated patient. Um, and uh, okay, well, that's so I, good, that's good to know because there's always a sense of maybe you know I'm intruding in this world that they don't want to. They don't want me to ask those questions, but you know, you're caring for a loved one and you really want to ask the right question. Absolutely. I mean, one of the problems is that, the, that um, you know, there is so much anecdotal information out there. And the frustration is, you know, when a patient or person comes in and says, you know, I read, read this and this, and then they read it in some irre irreproducible data. And then you have to step back and say, well, that's not quite your situation. Yeah, and not to not to get into the political side of this, but I use COVID as an example. There's so so much data going back and forth on both sides of this thing, um, and us consumers are caught in the middle. And you know, we're reading everything we can read on the internet, and each equally justified the other side of the story. How do how do we how do we sort through things like that? Well, the COVID is a pretty good example because um, you're absolutely correct. There's a lot of anecdotal literature out there and it, it comes from it comes from people researchers anxious to publish and so they see something that comes out and it, the first thing they do is write a paper on it and the sample sizes can be very small and anecdotal newspapers want stories about covid so they call up professors and physicians and say can you give us some quotes or something can you tell us a little bit about this so you're absolutely correct that the amount of literature um, becomes very large, reliable and not reliable. However, there are certain sources um, in the particular case of COVID, I think that what comes out of the CDC, what comes out of what, what's published in the New England Journal and New England Journal has published about 10 or 12 articles on COVID. And these are very, very well vetted. And so that these, these are probably the most accepted uh, um, studies of COVID. Uh, um, and so that's, that's sort of a, st a starting point. A starting point, at least have a, a place to go where we feel they, they've sorted out the, the variances for us. Right, they, I mean, that, the reason the New England Journal is known as being so, so, so good is because they vet things so well and, um, and the CDC, um, there's the Harvard, uh, Harvard Public Health site, which is good, but they take most of their information from the CDC and New England Journal, I think. Okay. Well, let me, was this a passion of yours? I mean, you, you and your wife had this discussion on the dinner table for years and finally said, okay, here's this tipping point. We're going to go all in. We're going to put time, energy, resources and get this book written. And how long did it take you to put the book together? It took about a year, but the book is sort of the, the starting point as, as, as we see it. You know, now we are putting together what a course called the 12-hour MD, and this will be 12 one-hour lectures on each subspecialty in internal medicine for the person who wants to go one step further uh, uh, than beyond just determining how to look in the literature and, um, you know, and find the right physician and determine if they need to find a key opinion leader or if it's adequate to just go to their you know, local hospital. And this is for the person who says, you know, I'd like to learn a little bit more about medicine. And um, so, uh, so that's sort of the second step. And we're looking at ways to um, empower the patients become, so that patient, people can become determined patients play more active roles in their healthcare and improve their healthcare by doing that.
Okay. So you're a doctor by trade, but you also are jumping in as a business person, right? Uh, you're starting this business venture. Is that a fair statement? And in this program regarding the determination, yeah. what uh, was that a dream of you to go, dream of yours also to go into business? I know. Yes, I, I, um, yes, I, I, I did. I, my big decision in going to medical schools was whether to go into business or into medicine. And my father was in business and very passionate about it. And he thought that I should go into business because um, he thought medicine was, was, was pretty routine. And, but every situation in business presented a new and different challenge. And um, it, I was very, very torn and when, when I went into medicine, but I've always sort of kept a, a, a foot in, in, in business. Uh, my father had started a business and then my mother ran it after he passed away. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, so that's, that's how I got an MBA later. So I hopefully can merge the two in this venture. Well, let's talk about that. Is there, have you faced some challenges on the business side to get this launched or um, that you would, our listeners oh, should learn from? Absolutely. With, I think, uh, you know, I faced the problem that many, you know, many uh, contemporary startups do. Uh, I mean, traditionally, I use business plans and so forth, but I think that a lot of people, you know, do it on the fly now, or, you know, the, on, the, on the entrepreneurial side. And um, it, it's a challenge because you sort of keep in mind, you know, well, what is, how are you going to scale this? And, you know, and how can you do a pro forma revenue stream that's going, going to make this a profitable venture. And it's not always very clear in these internet, um, you know, internet and um, new entrepreneurial ventures. Um, I think of, you know, many examples that they gave us in the MBA class of this, like, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this Pandora music. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, there was really no business model there. It was some, uh, one of the, the guy, should I tell the story or? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So the person who started, whose name will pop into my mind shortly, uh, he was hired by one of the producers, by some producers in uh, in uh, in Hollywood or in, in uh, California to pick scores and things for music. But he wanted to pick lesser, lesser known people so that the revenue, so he wouldn't have to pay so much. And so this guy developed a way of classifying music by the tempo, like 16 different things, the tempo, vocal, whatnot, and whatnot. And so that he could be pretty good if the producer said, I'd like a music that sounds like the soundtrack from such and such a, uh, such a song, uh, a movie. And um, so then he, he sort of expanded that with the idea. And he, he had a few other musicology majors doing that with lots and lots of unknown artists and so forth and with no business model in mind and then it was when he went for venture capital that he um that the venture capital actually had the idea for the pandora radio and selection of songs and that's how it was monetized but um great story yeah but um i mean but the the the, the challenge is how you how you see the scaling realistically and, and, you know, and what and how you're going to price things, especially in this inflationary and bizarre um, environment that we're in now. 
Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, talking with a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, some some really need more of the business plan written, and they kind of stay in that position for a long, long time and never get the almost never get it launched. And some kind of do it on a wing and a prayer. And maybe uh, right. and Pandora had a good good you know they got lucky. How's that? Um, but nonetheless, you got to get started. And I'm sure you, you now. How long are you just launching this business, or has it been out there for a while? We've done it for about a year. We've got about 5,000 uh, uh, people that uh, followers on our, um, on our website for our, uh, our, uh, the Determined Patient book, which is the website, the Determined Patient book. And uh, we've got about uh, 1,000 people who have pre-signed up for our course, um, the 12-hour MD. Well, all right. So you had a year. You've, you've out there proof, proving the concept. Uh, looking back, would you have done anything differently? Uh, I think I need another year or two to look back, and then I probably will have lots of things that I would have <laughs> done differently. Um, it, it, again, it's it, the issue is is how you're going. I mean, there are there are significant costs involved. I've used marketing person, I've used writers, and whatnot. And you know, it's how you know how you're going to be able to. Um, if you're going to be able to generate a revenue stream that's going to be able to sustain this. Yeah, I love the approach. You're right. And maybe you'll come back on the podcast in a couple of years and we'll ask the same question, see what you'll learn since then. But, uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, but, Hindsight is uh, 2020. <laughs> but knowing what you know today, so we're just going to go with today's information. What, what quotes, advice, practices, disciplines do you use to help motivate you? You're obviously a very busy person running this business and being a, a doctor. What keeps you in the game, keeps you moving you forward? Well, I think that, you know, I, I, you know like, like most people, we want, I want to contribute. And I'd like to contribute in the most impactive way that I can. And I think that means reaching the most people and uh, helping the most people. Um, uh, uh, did you do you have mentors do you have people coaching you uh, to help you do this or are you just you, well, and your wife, worked, wife, you and your wife doing the self-coaching or no my, my my wife works for baxter so she's had a fair amount of experience and she's been there about 20 years she's a nephrologist by training okay yeah so she's um uh no i mean i I've used, I mean, I've used the courses at the University of Chicago. I've taken a couple of their entrepreneurial courses in addition to my MBA. Um, and I find, I find them very, very, very good. Uh, um, and uh, then I've tried to tap as much information as I can from marketing people, from PR people, from the writers, writer that I work with. And each has some knowledge, knowledge base that they bring. Um, they're not always in agreement and they have other motives as well, but um, the, those have been my main sources because this is really out of my, um, out of my area of expertise, you know, this marketing a book, uh, marketing a course, um, you know, marketing education. Now, are you the, I mean, you obviously, you teach as well, you're a professor. Are you the one, if I sign up for your uh, course, are you, are you the instructor? Do you have other instructors? How, tell, tell us a little bit, maybe the logistic. Is this a subscription model type thing? Right now it's a subscription model and we're putting it together and it will be 12, 
lectures by 12 specialists in each of the areas of internal medicine. So pulmonary, lung, lung or heart, cardiology, and each lecture will start out is at one hour and it just, it's very basic and it sort of covers the rudimentary things that you would do as an, uh, know as an MD or an internist. So for example, in, in pulmonary, it starts out how the lungs work, 10 minutes on how the lungs work, what they look like. Then the second part is about 20 minutes. And that is everything that the various major things that can go wrong with the lung, the diseases of the lungs. COPD, emphysema, um, uh, pneumonias. And then the third part is how these are treated and what the prognosis is. And we do that for cardiology, for endocrinology, for each of the specialties. And so by the time you're done, you have sort of an, a broad overview of um, all the specialties. If that's, you know, to take you one step further, um, I guess the next step after that would be go, go, go to medical school. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, you may be arming us a little, a little dangerous here, having little, too little information on a big subject. But uh, uh, now those recorded. So if I have a subscription model, I can go watch the video or watch the recording. Again. Yeah, these are being put together. These are being put together now and they, they'll be by different specialists. Okay. And is, is this, in fact, is this, let's talk about this for our listeners. So if they want to do this, uh, what are some of the steps that they would do and where would they go to find this information? And it's a 12, just, um, there's a website, it's called the 12 hour MD. Um, and it's linked, uh, it will be linked, uh, it will be linked to the determined patient book as well. So you can get to either, either, either thing through, uh, either website. All right. I will put that in the notes of this podcast too. Uh, thank you very much. Is there a, I mean, can you share with us, is there a cost already established or is it still in, in formulation here? We're doing it $10 pre-subscription, pre-subscription uh, pre uh, pricing. Really? $10 a month and I can get, we can get all this access to this information? $10 uh, one, one, one time. $10 one time? We, get, access, we get all that? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very, pricing is very hard because I don't know what the, you know how it's valued because uh, you know um, the competition uh, not for for online courses ranges from everything from universities who you know put things are uh, who uh, who put things are well universities vast, vary from putting things on for nothing to you know fairly large large fees for online courses. There's Coursera. There's there's a lot out there, and there's a large large range of pricing um, on these online courses, mm -hmm. and so that's one of the one of the issues. You know what you know what will the market tolerate? You know what will it? You know what's the maximum? What's you know what's what's a value? And that's something that I'm, you know, sort of approaching. Uh, Ten dollars, people are signing up. It's quite easy. Um, you know, and we've, you know, we've only had it up for like a month and we've got a thousand people already. So, um, well, I would tell you to all of our listeners, we're early adopters, get in at $10 a month. Cause I think that's way undervalued. I don't know what the price point should be. Yeah. And, but, uh, what you're doing is serving the, the general masses of people who have this issue. Uh, this is not, this is something that's been long waiting. We're all wrestling with how to be a good advocate and the way the medical system is going, the need for to be an advocate is even more so. And uh, 
And so I'm extremely grateful for you doing this. So I'll be a test market for you. I'll go through the program. Well, thank you very much. <clears throat> Excuse me. I imagine you're a lifelong learner. Anything you're studying right now that kind of keeps you uh, motivated? Well, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very interested in behavioral economics, behavioral heuristics, and uh, you know, shortcuts that people use to think about things and mistakes they make, like the Kahneman uh, fast and slow thinking, uh, nudge, um, uh, these type of business books of heuristics and mistakes. Yeah, I love that. Uh, you know, um, you, I love reading business books too. So actually, I'll put the notes notes of those books in this uh, podcast because you know, there's the Jim Collins wrote a book called uh, "Good to Great," and almost everybody's read that book. But a lot of people's never read his other book called "Why the Mighty Fall." And uh, it's, right. yeah, and some of those companies that are in his good to great book or in his book called Had Fallen in these major corporations. So it's an interesting book to read because the other side of behavioral business and some of these companies uh, got off course and uh, he covers that whole side. So you get the, you get the bookends of, of business. Yeah. Well, anyhow, so real quick, how, how can the listeners get in touch with you if they'd like to learn more about your services? Um, uh, I have my website, that, the website, the determined patient, the determined patient book.com, which has a contact. Um, also, uh, um, my uh, um, uh, uh, my I'll even give you my phone number, 847 417-4633. The easiest way is probably through the website. Yeah. We'll put it on there. You sure? We'll put it on. It's already out there now. It's in the universe. Okay. (laughs) Robert, this has been a fascinating uh, conversation. And I, again, just want to support what you and your wife are doing. And uh, I'm looking forward to reading the book. Looking forward to being part of one of your subscribers. Uh, I'm in the heat of the battle. Yeah, I'm in the heat of the battle right now. My mother-in-law is 94. We're moving to assisted living, and uh, the whole family is trying to navigate this conversation. So that it's very timely. It's a very complex uh, system, and uh, yes. Yeah. Well, thanks again, and uh, this podcast will be up for our listeners here in probably a couple of weeks. And again, Robert, thank you for your time. Thank you. Rich LeBrun here. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Get It Done Entrepreneurs. If you're a successful business owner who would like to be on this program, please visit us at rlebrun.com forward slash podcast and fill out the form and we will reach out to you. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know of someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag GetItDoneEntrepreneurs. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, rlebrun.com, 
or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.